1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Jacobs. Our co-host, TJ Inman, will be uh, with us shortly. Today, we are breaking down Indiana's 42-36 win over Maryland yesterday at Memorial Stadium. The win got IU back to 4-4, uh, four and 2-3 four, and three in the Big Ten, uh, and they still have everything to play for in front of them. Uh, this win uh, was a huge win in terms of getting to bowl eligibility you had to win this one um with the schedule remaining uh tj how are you
2: i'm doing great sammy yeah yesterday was a it's a great day for hoosier fans it was uh for those that attended the game it was tremendous weather um definitely did not feel like a late october game uh, but that was perfectly fine no complaining from me it was uh Gorgeous day at Memorial Stadium, and Indiana showcased uh, kind of a vintage offensive performance for them. Uh, It was good to see the running game really get
1: going uh, with some creative ways to get it going. Yep, a a Chamber of Commerce day. Uh, The kickoff temperature was 79 degrees. There was a a nice breeze, so it wasn't too too hot. And it was just, uh, you know, a perfect day capped by a win it was, it the only disappointing part uh to me outside of the special team's performance which we'll talk about was uh yeah the, it, it was a very small crowd um and i i want to say it it was probably the smallest crowd uh, that i've seen since you know 2005 or 2006 and and that's not exaggerating or anything the announced attendance was 38,291 um <laughs> I I don't even think it was close to that. You know, the stadium no. might have been half half full. Um but you know what? A win's a win and uh this team is now going to Rutgers looking for their fifth win and in good shape. So, uh let's break down the game a, a little bit. Indiana we said needed to get off to a fast start. TJ they raced out to a a 13 nothing lead. Should have been 14 yep. nothing. Uh, except Joseph Gideon dropped an extra point, which caused a lot of issues late in the game with going for two um, and, and not kicking extra points. And something yeah. that, that was really – we're trying to figure out the math in the in the press box and, and whether or not it made sense to go for those two. I don't think it did. I think that was the general consensus after, you know, trying to crunch the numbers and trying to figure out what the strategy was there. Uh, but, yeah. You know, a, a win's a win. The, the, the rushing attack woke up uh, 414 yards on the ground, six touchdowns uh, by five different players. And, you know, the, there's the package where you can see what Diamant can bring. And, and I know I, I have not been the biggest Diamant fan, but this is what he can do well. Uh, and, you know, lining him up at running back and and quarterback, uh, he made the best throw of his career, a, a just a, uh, an absolutely fabulous 29-yard slant slant route. Uh, there was a frozen rope uh, there, so he played well. Uh, and Wilson was very complimentary of him, calling him a great teammate. Um, the only thing I'd like to see, I, and you know, you got you got to take it uh, with the energy he gives you off the bench, but there were he should have been. Um, could have been thrown out of the game for two unsportsmanlike yeah. conduct penalties. One came on a six yard run where he was drawing with a Maryland defender. Uh, it was a physical game on the outside. You saw, I think early on Mitchell page took a shot uh, from a, from a, a corner that was right in front of the ref. It wasn't called um, and things like that. But on a, on a six yard run with your team in, uh, in, in, scoring zone uh, for a touchdown, you took at least six point you know, at least three, possibly six points off the board there. Uh, and it was just not a smart play. And then on on the 52-yard run that closed out the game, and thank goodness he scored that touchdown because uh, Maryland came down and scored with in garbage time to cut it back to six. But uh, he took his helmet off before – you know, leaving the field and and that's that's a, a big no um, no, and, and could have uh, been flagged for that. But overall, you got to be happy with Xander's performance, uh, and and the offense's performance in uh, in general, because th- this was a team Maryland that came in at five and two, riding high, even though they hadn't really played. The competition, um, their the meat of their schedule yet that's that's going to be coming up and they're now uh, going to hang on and and try and, and eke out some wins and you know I think they have Ohio State and, and Michigan and yep. uh, another yep. tough team coming up and and then close the season with Rutgers they might have to wait until Rutgers to to get that sixth win so it was a big game for both teams uh you know Maryland would like to have uh put their you know get that sixth win and not have to hold on for dear life against uh the rest of their schedule to get six and Indiana needed this one to get to four um and this is one of the the wins that that will or could potentially get you to six uh with Rutgers and Purdue uh being the other two who are in the um I, I think I saw it on uh, Crimson Quarry tweeted something out. I think they're both ranked either one is uh, 110th oh. and the other is 112th in S&P plus ranking. So uh, Indiana put themselves in great position to go to their back-to-back bowl games, but um, let's talk about this. Uh, I, I think we called it the bacon and eggs package. Uh, if somebody has a better name, please, please tell us um, because it, it's a package that that fans should be excited about. So what, what is, what were your first thoughts? Uh, when, when uh, Natia and Diamond came out after Richard Lego started very well, he's four for four yeah. uh, and, and that offense is moving the ball.
2: Yeah, I, it was the timing of it when they unveiled, it was very interesting. Uh, like you said, because the offense started out better than it has in any other game this season, uh, which, you know, the bar was low for that, but, they were moving well. They, I think, they had three first downs and then a Maryland uh, uh, Maryland timeout. Um, kind of. Well, they they
1: after that after um, that timeout, was it an injury or? No, they called timeout because Diamant and Nate came out and they yeah. had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. So right. I mean, yeah, that's one timeout. of the great things about this about this project or uh, about <laughs> this package is that Maryland was that they did not see this on tape. They had no idea no. what was going on and after the game, uh, DJ Durkin, who's Maryland's head coach, uh, you know, said, you know, it, it, it was new. They had not done it this year. Early on it caught us off guard. Um, you know, they said they adjusted, it didn't look like it, but you know, it's hard to no. tackle Tyler and AT. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I that's that's the thing, is yes, it caught Maryland off guard and they can say they adjusted, but it was successful the entire day there were a couple of plays where Maryland ended up kind of keying off on it. And um, yeah, it looked like maybe it was running out of steam because Maryland was, was getting in there uh, a couple times in a row where they got into the backfield and held it to one or two yards. But then Indiana, like you said, they they made little tweaks to it to where it forced Maryland to, okay, maybe they will throw it out of this. Like, you know, the, the timing of Diamont's pass, it, it was it came at a point where <clears throat> Indiana had run out of that package probably fifteen or sixteen times in a row at least, to where it was pretty much with a couple of exceptions, whichever guy took the snap was keeping it. Yes, they were doing zone read principles, but it was very few handoffs and I, I thought I thought Tavernity did a better job of kind of shading the ball uh his I thought his ball handling was better than Xander's was. He kinda kept the defense guessing longer than Xander did, who kind of I barely sort of tucked it tummy and then kind of kept it himself and ran quickly. I thought Nate Tee kinda went with it a little bit longer and did a better job ball handling, but both did really well. Uh reading where they where they needed to go, where the hole was. For Xander it was to the outside. For Nate it was to the inside for the most
1: part. Um, it was wherever he ran because the, uh, they weren't going to tackle him. He he, he right. abused yeah. defenders yesterday. There was a ragged all were, couple guys. you know it 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 could have been called assault because the guy tried to tackle him and he basically it looked like he grabbed him by the shirt collar and threw him away and said, "Hey, you know, you know, go hit go hit the gym, pal." Because and there was one.
2: There was one. Nate was set to throw. Inside the 10, it looked a lot like the play that they debuted Tyrone on way back near the start of the season. Uh, it looked like he was set to throw. Maryland got back there on him. They were about to sack him for probably a seven or eight-yard loss,
1: and he just tossed the guy aside and got himself a nice yeah, gain. That, 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 um, that's the play I'm talking about. He he basically yeah, yeah. It looked like he, he grabbed the guy by the shirt collar and, and threw him away and then got a nice gain and, I believe they ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive, but you know yes, he is. he yep. was impressive, and and I think another impressive thing is, and, and you know we hope Brandon Knight's okay, but you know he yeah. went out early on, uh, with I think the first or second drive with a uh, it looked like a leg injury, he was carted off yeah. immediately after getting to the sideline. visibly um, frustrated. He was very, yeah, very upset, emotional uh, on yeah. the cart. Yep. But, you know, give credit to uh, Delroy Baker Delroy who came Baker. in and, and, and spelled him. And, and this is something that fans can get, you know, it's hard to get excited about the offensive line, but you can feel good about, hey, now we have depth. Delroy Baker. He he played well. Um, third string right tackle
2: realistically, right? I mean, third
1: string right yeah. tackle was in there in a, in a must-win
2: game, and he did really, really good work.
1: Yeah. And you ran for, you know, you didn't miss a beat. You ran for uh, 414 yards and and you now feel good going forward about where this offensive line might be, you know, the rest of the season and then down down the road as well. So it was good to see that. Um, You know, I thought Lego played well, you know, 16 to 25. He only made two really bad throws. There's, you know yeah. where you, you're scratching your head. You go, who's he throwing to? But it it was it was a tough win day, but 16 to 25, even though no touchdowns. The most important thing is they took care of the ball. They didn't throw any yep. interceptions. Uh, only one pass had a shot at being intercepted, and uh, for the most part, they I, I thought they played well. Uh, but some things to be concerned yep. about. I, I think. Come well, on the real quick, teams. real quick, yep, real quick on Lego. I I was.
2: The creativity was not – it did not end the, uh, at that creative package that they had. I thought that the timing that they used Richard Lego to keep it, it – maybe this was not called – maybe this was Richard Lego just improvising, but to keep it on his own read that he actually kept one of those and just lumbered up the middle. Not the quickest guy at all, but he can move up the middle, you know, a big guy. Uh, and he get, picks up, a, I think, a five-yard rushing touchdown – uh, for Indiana, yep. and that came right after Xander Diamant, his throw that got Indiana into that position. So the roles reversed there for those two, and it definitely kept Maryland. It was just a, For me, it was a really good example of keeping Maryland's defense uh, on their heels all day and keep them guessing all day. And it was probably a really terrible afternoon for uh, Maryland's defensive coordinator and uh, the defensive personnel because – it didn't look like they had any clue what was coming all day, so I, I just wanted to to point that out. I thought the play calling yesterday from the offense—we uh, talked about it going into the game, calling it a kitchen sink game—and you know, whatever creative things you have, pull it out. There's no more time to save it. Pull them out, use it, be aggressive. Uh, and I thought that they checked all those boxes on Saturday.
1: Yeah, this—you know—that you know—you know, you could call it the kitchen sink package. You know, they they scored on a wide receiver reverse. Uh they got yep. a touchdown from Lego on a keeper. They got two from uh Diamont and you know Divine Redding I thought was played very well. It's the Divine Redding yeah. we saw at the end of last year and that might be uh due to playing a a um a lesser defense in Maryland. And you know, he and runs Anthony. hard tries Anthony. hard and plays hard. And you have Dan Feeney back too. You're right. Right. Um, things helps. like that. But they ran a lot on you know, the right if, side. Yes, and you know it's good to see that this running game can take advantage of of a lesser defense. We we said coming in they had given up over 290 yards a game over the last three or four games, and, and yep. IU should be able to run run the ball, and and they did. Uh, now on the defensive side, you know it, it, it was a little shaky early on. Uh, Maryland moved yep. the ball well. My thing is, if you're a Maryland fan, how do you not give Ty Johnson the ball more? Man, the guy averages 10.6 yards per carry, and you only give him the ball thirteen Terrific. times. And he and, and he he looked like a, a you know an all Big Ten caliber back when he went down and, and shed four or five tackles on that um, on that sixty six yard touchdown run. Now, you know, should have IU have tackled him probably, but. That that kid is is he, fast. He's strong. He reminded me of um, Kevin Coleman. Yes, exactly. He looked. He he was. I think he's about six feet tall. He, he's a big yeah. kid, and, and he's a long strider. He looks like a almost like a sprinter. But man, you know, how do you get the ball? If I'm a Maryland fan, how do you, how do you get the ball to him? Only thirteen times, um, and they kept taking but deep at, shots.
2: I didn't understand
1: it. Well, the deep shots I, I were open. It's just that Perry Hills is not a good pass I know, but uh-huh. yeah,
2: but that's your quarterback. I mean, that play to your strength, and they, I didn't, I don't think they did that very well, uh, particularly in the second half. But uh, one stat that I saw talking about the defense, uh, the fourth quarter, which yes, Maryland for much of that fourth quarter was forced to play uh, catch up to, to some extent. So they, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but. Uh, I think that it was 12 carries for six yards uh, in the fourth quarter for Maryland. Um, so the Indiana defense, you know, I, it was not a great day for them, and I think they'd be the first to tell you that they need to do a better job tackling. Um, but, you know, I they made some very big plays in big spots. Uh, what comes to mind, Marcus Oliver's two forced fumbles, uh, Marcelino Ball's interception in the end eventually scored a touchdown off of. It was basically a punt. But, yeah, uh, it still, was 12, you know, that, ru- 12 rushes for
1: six yards, it looks like. Uh, Maryland yeah, ran for yeah, in the so, fourth quarter. And The defense uh, you know what, did and, enough to win. Yeah, and, and they made plays. They, they, um, they recorded four sacks, two takeaways. Yep. Sacks were another thing we pointed out that Maryland had given up 20 uh this season and and had given up at least three over the last uh you know three or four games again <laughs> so it, it's it, they they put they were an opportunistic defense it wasn't um yeah that's fair it wasn't pretty at times but this it, they it was a double-digit win if not for that uh five yard you know garbage time touchdown uh that Maryland scored but there are things to be concerned about deep receivers yep. getting behind the secondary. Now, you're very concerned about the run, and, and maybe they're biting – you saw a, a lot of defensive backs bite on on play action, yeah. and that's what happens. But that's the nature of Maryland's offense. If they had a quarterback yep. who could throw the deep ball accurately. Uh, now, IU did make some great plays in the secondary. You had Marcelino Ball picked, up, um, picked off a pass, uh, and um, – I think he had five total uh, pass breakups. You know, Tyler Green, again, uh, made a great play. Uh, Uh Rashard Vant had a pick, but there was a penalty, and those are the things that concern you. It's these little things like penalties, the roughing the passer at the end of the game, uh, the offsides and hands to the face on on the the play that was uh, a pick. Although if it's not offsides, I don't know if Hills throws that ball. It's a free play. Uh, right and, and things like that. And then you have to clean up special teams. Griffin Oaks can't cannot kick two kickoffs out of bounds. I know it's into nope. the wind, but he had two of them, like they didn't even have a shot at landing inbounds. No. And then you had uh um,
2: kicker did fine with know, it, so
1: Yeah, I mean he had one that nearly went out of bounds. I don't know how it didn't bounce out of bounds, but he looked okay yeah. with it. Um you had a missed field goal on um I forgot the difference
2: on
1: it. Thirty-eight. I think it was I a think thirty-eight. Yard, Thirty. Yeah. 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 Thirty-eight yarder, so and he off uh, the post. Yep, yeah, off the post, and then you had Gideon had a thirty-three yard punt inconsistent. Now he didn't get a lot of work, and as a former punter, that's you know you kind of get out of a rhythm sitting on the sidelines for that much. Um, and, and that first, I think it was the first punt. Uh, but it was like a line drive that didn't get seven feet off the ground and ended up being a 33 yard punt. Those are, these are the little things that you could get away with against maybe teams like Rutgers and, and Maryland and, um, and Purdue. But when you're playing Penn state and Michigan, you're, you cannot make these mistakes and that's something that's going to have to be cleaned up uh, before heading uh, heading to New Jersey next week. But yeah, you know, overall it's an encouraging performance. It was a a major major win uh for IU. They they needed this one. Uh and absolutely. You know, hopefully they could go into Rutgers, get that win, come back at 5 and 4. And I I don't know this off the top of my head, but I would think that this is the latest uh IU would have been over 500 since uh, 2007 probably. Uh, if they come yep. out with the win next week,
2: yeah, I would. I, yeah, I can't think of any other time where that would have been the case. Because last year it took late wins to get the six, um, and they weren't really close to it before that. So yeah, I'd I'd, uh, I'd agree with that. And that'd be uh, that'd be good. You know, I um, the penalties are are certainly uh, troubling. I I a part of me, part of me is is prone to. A couple of those. I just, you know, we don't like to complain about officials. We're not going to spend much time on it at all. But they were terrible oh, yesterday.
1: God. Again, well, I mean, I. CJ, I just, that's not news. It's, this is, No, it's, it's, it's not, every week. That, again, it's, it's awful. It's every I don't freaking get it. week. Um, it, it's every week with the officials. They got the, you know, it even started on the coin toss. I think the coin toss landed on its side. So, How
2: does that happen? You know. How does that happen?
1: I don't know. But when I was in Finite, I got into an argument with the teacher. I go, the the coin at some point is going to land on its side. So don't give (laughs) me this 50-50 stuff. I've watched enough (laughs) football games where they they toss the coin and it's not 50-50. So, you know, basically I hated Finite and it was stupid. Um, And and I I just don't like that math. But um, the officiating was terrible. They had... um, The touchdown that Maryland scored right before the half, it was a heck of a catch, but by rule, his foot came down on the pylon, which rules you out of bounds. So it should not have been a touchdown. Uh, They reviewed it. Now the calls, which means maybe there wasn't enough evidence to see on replay if he landed on the pylon to to overturn it, but the call on the field, you have five guys discussing it, and you're telling me that nobody saw his foot hit the pylon? It's just outrageous. It's every week uh, with the Big Ten officials, and yep. it's something I that's don't got think to they change. They knew the rule, and no, and, and and I, you know, you could blame the system too. Look, I went up to the the Big Ten officiating meeting this year. They're they're hardworking, decent people, uh, and yep. you know, maybe it's time to to make uh, officiating a full time job where they could get training, where they could go to, you know. These spring practices and, and go to other where they could get the speed of the game underhand and, and make calls in games that don't matter um, now you could argue whether or not this game in the grand scheme of things matters it matters to these two teams it doesn't matter to the college football playoff um, well, that much, but it matters for these two teams and if you can't get a call right on the field, you shouldn't be you know a referee I, it, that's well, the way that's it is look there are. There are some great referees um, yep. in, in college football. IU doesn't get them. No, no. no. That, the call that they
2: the – Maryland's last drive, I don't know how long the pass was, 20, 25 yards to the, to the far sideline from me. It was on press box side. So opposite side from the IU bench, I could – no way he got a foot down. With possession of that ball, there was absolutely no way, and they gave him the catch. I mean, they overturned it fairly quickly, but I just uh, like, oh it yeah, that, that one was like, it it, it what are was, you
1: doing? That, that's yeah, that's the call you get in video games where there's a yes. glitch in the game, and yes. you know they they say it's a catch, and the guy lands in the middle of the white stripe out of bounds. I it's 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 embarrassing and, and the big 10 yeah. is embarrassing itself by keeping running these guys out there. And, and, you know, it's, it, it's, kill it's, it's killing the game. It, the, this game should have been three hours and 15 minutes, uh, maybe yeah, less than teams that. You ran the ball a you ton, ton, and it was still three and a half hours more
2: er, and more. So I,
1: yeah, yeah I mean, three hours, 38 minutes. should have been a
2: fairly short game because both teams yeah. ran the ball a lot. and, you know, IU did not have a lot of incomplete passes. Maryland ended up having no, quite a few, but it should have been a pretty efficient game in terms of time, and it didn't end up being that because of, uh, I mean, one, TV timeout. Those aren't going away. Okay, fine.
1: But, yeah, two, it's referee discussions. These un- on un- no un- unnecessary, yep, unnecessary reviews, and my final Definitely. point on the referees, I don't want to spend half the show on it, was at the end of the right. first quarter, the guy goes. It's the end of the first half, and I know it's not a big deal, but come on. Yes, yeah. and around yeah, yeah, that yeah, time yeah.
2: period, they miss miss uh, miss Kevin Wilson literally ten yards on oh, the field, trying to get a timeout. A timeout. And no, no, just not seeing him. Which I, I don't know how. I mean, I,
1: everybody else saw it, but I don't know. Yeah, whatever. We'll, we have a great we'll move on. we have great photographic evidence of Wilson yelling at the referee after the, trying to take that time out. So look for our photo was, gallery coming up here yeah. soon. And, and I don't blame him. And I said this after Nebraska is, look, at, at some point, you've got to say something. Like this is – enough I, is yeah. enough. And, and, and you know, if you want to work with the Big Ten and say, hey, let's have referees at practice every day of every week. Send them down. We're more than happy to help uh, do that. Yep. But to to – get constantly you know railroaded by calls it's it's frustrating it's beyond frustrating it's it's like i want to smash my head against the desk in the press box but um yeah you know, we can't do that because we're not supposed to cheer so um anyway uh it was a, a a good win uh what are your thoughts going into rutgers
2: well i you know i on the way home um my dad and I were listening to uh, listening to the IU post game show with uh, Ken Bykov. Um, they they do a great job there. We're listening to that at times. How critical it will be for Indiana to uh, you know not get a full head and overlook Rutgers? I I don't see how this team is in a position to do that to anybody. But you know it's it's a a good point that Indiana has to focus on. Yes, you've put yourself in a great position, but mentally this week during practice. And it won't happen on Saturday. It's, it's during practice this week where you need to be as mentally locked in this week on all the little things that they said in the postgame that they did a better job of this week against Maryland for preparation against the Terrapins. You've got to have that same level of preparation and intensity and focus, uh, just overall effort this week in practice in preparation for Rutgers that you did for Maryland. Uh, it's got to be that same thing. It's got to be a consistent effort to get it done on Saturday. Rutgers has a, had a bye week this past Saturday, so they will have two weeks to prepare for Indiana. And, yeah, IU just gave them a whole lot to look at on film. You know, this package that, that we have, I just uh, just put an article out about uh, about it with a couple of quotes and, uh, you know, some, some numbers and kind of what, Indiana's offense is going to do with it moving forward. It's very unlikely it will have the same level of success at any other point now that teams have it on film, have it to prepare for, and Rutgers is already preparing for it. So it's going to be very critical that the coaches put a couple wrinkles on it. You're going to continue to see it, I, I hope. I mean, it'd be crazy to go away from it entirely, but it's going to I have to so. a little. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to have to be tweaked a little, so they're going to have to figure out some additional ways to get that running game, continue to have it going. Um, But my overall thoughts are Rutgers is playing better. They've played better the past couple of weeks on offense than they had before. Uh, I don't think that they are nearly as bad as they were at the start of the Big Ten season. So it's going to be a bigger challenge than it looked like it was going to be about a month ago um, or six weeks ago but I still feel like Indiana, they'll definitely be favorites, and I feel like if they can have a solid, consistent performance, again, with a solid start, it was very important how you got off to a good start, and they did. I think if Indiana can do that and have a solid week of preparation without taking their foot off the gas and thinking that, oh, we beat Maryland, we're going to get the six wins now, that was the tough one. As long as they don't have that mindset, I think Indiana will have a, a, a pretty good shot of beating Rutgers in a somewhat comfortable game, I'm not expecting a 28 point blowout, but I think a solid performance, you know, maybe an A minus B plus game from Indiana, gets you a a 10 to 14 point victory and your fifth win. But you know, we'll we'll do our preview stuff this coming week, but the the level of preparation has got to be the same as it was this week against Maryland. Yeah,
1: I I agree with you and. If I'm uh, the coaches, I pop in that Rutgers tape from last year. That that no game word. is, you know, it, it was awful to, to say the least. But the second half was awful. You yeah. use it, You you well, the first half was awful too. They they went into halftime. They they were up big in the first half, and went into halftime with a deficit, kind of like Maryland. And then they they had a great third quarter and, and blew it in the fourth quarter. But use it as a warning. This is what happens yeah. when you take your foot off the gas. You're going to end up – and that the, the game ended up not being as damaging as we would all once said it was going, going to be. Uh, you know, a, yeah. a season-ender, yeah. uh, a win that they had to have. But yeah. this is it a game – It
2: you know, either way
1: probably. Well, did it? You might not have. Well, it would have been Pittsburgh, but that's a, a game you counted on for six wins, and you had oh, to yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. go in and uh, and win those last two. But use that as a warning. Hey, we have got to keep focus this week. Mer- or you know, there are some good players on Rutgers. Um, you know, Janarian oh, yeah. Grant is out for the year, but they have Josh Hicks. Uh, they they have some good running backs. Their quarterback looks like he's playing, uh, you know, it's a new quarterback and he's lit a fire under them. They almost knocked off um, Minnesota, who's Minnesota. now full yep. eligible. Um, and so this, it could be a danger. It's, it's a noon game on the road. Um,
2: yeah.
1: Hopefully it's not as sleepy as Northwestern, but you got to be ready to play. And I I pop in that tape. This is what happens when you're not ready to play. Um, and when you take your, your foot off the gas. So, um, yeah. Should it be a win? Uh, I think ESPN's FPI gives IU like a 73% chance of winning, uh, but games aren't played on FPI. Games are played uh, on a football field. So I, I feel good. IU should feel good. Um, we'll see. I, I agree with you. I think they need to, they'll continue to run this package, but now it's a game of adjustments. It's just like baseball when, when you're a rookie and you're off to a hot start. The pitcher adjusts, adjusts, and now you have to adjust to that. So, we'll see how Rutgers plays this defense. See if IU can adjust and, and add some more, maybe Xander throws uh, or different different types of runs out of it. And yeah. uh, we'll see what this offense could do. And, and defensively, they got to clean up a few things, take care of these penalties, uh, take care of the missed tackles, and, and continue just to play hard uh, for for sixty, uh, 60 minutes. So. I feel good. It's good to win again. It's good to have a post game show where we're not talking about a loss and how mad people yeah. are. It's it's a big sigh of relief that that they won yesterday, and now we could uh, head into to Rutgers with a little bit of confidence and and hopefully get out um, get out of New Jersey with a win and and see what we could do against Penn State. So, uh, but that's two weeks away. This week is Rutgers, and uh, TJ, thanks for taking the time on on Sunday. Uh, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Absolutely, yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for uh, for continuing to listen and and follow the site. Um, you know, it's uh, definitely every season is enjoyable for us, but uh, it's great to be back on level footing at four and four, and still have realistic full uh, hopes. That that makes it all the more enjoyable for us. You know, it's no fun to cover a team with no postseason prospects. So. Uh, Hopefully, like you said, Indiana can uh, make a few tweaks, clean up a few things, and, and have a good performance on Saturday. We'll have our preview pod on Wed or Thursday. Uh, is that correct? Thursday?
1: Yeah, third. It, it okay. won't be Wednesday. Um, if we want to do it Tuesday or Thursday, Thursday will probably yeah. work better. Uh, I will be yeah, in we'll route do, to New York on Wednesday. Great. Right? Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, do our we'll preview, do a preview pod Thursday. podcast Thursday.
2: And all of our regular preview content, um, we'll do recap content, uh, bowl projection stuff Monday, and then begin the uh, begin the preview for Rutgers as well. So, yeah, keep coming back to Hoosier Huddle for all the preview content, and hopefully our Hoosiers can get the five and four, and we can uh, say, yeah, we are a winning football team in the month of
1: November. That'd be that'd be cool to say. Yep, it definitely would. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Come back to HoosierHuddle.com. Often we'll have our photo gallery up as well as numbers that mattered uh, later today. And uh, we'll have, as TJ said, the rest of our weekly uh, coverage up the rest of the week uh, on our normal times. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. And enjoy the rest of your NFL Sunday.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems.
1: But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule.